Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of and Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho Real Estate. And now, here's Daniel. Welcome to Keep the Republic and a very happy new year to you. Today is Saturday, December 31st. My name is Daniel Bobinski, and I want to say thank you for tuning in. We have a very special report today on the border. Now, you may not think that it affects Idaho much, but Josh Gibbons, co-host with me on the True Idaho News podcast, well, he was in El Paso the week before Christmas reporting on border issues for Rebel News. And Josh has some firsthand knowledge that people are coming across the border with this very specific intention of coming to Idaho. But before we listen to my very informative interview with Josh, I first want to thank our sponsors. First up is Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho Real Estate. After years as a small business owner, Carmen began her real estate career in 2011. You are encouraged to contact Carmen for your investment properties horse properties, residential, and new construction, because Carmen's going to guide you through every step of your home sale or purchase and make it as stress-free as possible. You can contact Carmen by visiting boiserelocating.com. That's boiserelocating.com. And thank you, Carmen, for sponsoring the show. Let me also thank conservatives of a political action committee that focuses on helping conservative, constitutionally-minded legislators and getting constitutional family-friendly legislation passed. You can learn more about Conservatives Of by going to conservativesof.com. And when you go there, be sure to give a small or maybe even a large donation and tell them thank you for sponsoring this show. All right, as I said, Josh Gibbons, my true Idaho news podcast co-host and also host of the What's Happening Idaho podcast, as well as the new Uncancelable with Josh Gibbons podcast. Well, he went to the border, and I want to share with you as much of the interview that I can that I held with him. So with that, let's listen to this most informative interview with Josh Gibbons. Well, with us now is Josh Gibbons, host of the show Uncancelable with Josh Gibbons. Uh, Josh, welcome to Keep the Republic. Hey, thanks for having me, Daniel. You bet. Good to have you here. Now, what's so ironic is I saw this article here in the Washington Examiner, $10 million spent as of last week in El Paso. You were just in El Paso, weren't you? Yeah, I was in uh, El Paso and then Ciudad Juarez reporting on the border crisis there with Rebel News as a freelance journalist. So you, uh, you got invited down to be a journalist with Rebel News. And I saw some of your live streams. I was shocked to see some of the stuff that you were showing live. A lot of people don't realize what's going on at the border and how it really is influencing our country. If somebody wants to see your stuff, how do they go ahead and find you? Well, you know, you can find me on Twitter, on all social media, Josh Gibbons, or if you look up what's happening in America, you'll be able to find our coverage. But also it's important to note the people who paid for my trip there and sponsored me to go there, which is Rebel News. If you go to rebelborderreports.com, 
You'll be able to see all our footage there. And Daniel, the interesting thing is, is it was immediate as soon as I got off the airplane. You know, you you get on an airplane, you're heading to a you know, destination and you think you're going to see some interesting things once you get on the ground, get settled in your hotel. No, it was actually immediately as soon as I got off the airplane and cleared TSA. As soon as I walked past security to my right, as I'm going to grab my baggage, we see migrants sleeping with Red Cross blankets right there in the airport. So you probably saw that on Tucker Carlson. He had my counterpart, Katie Davis court on discussing what we saw, but it was immediate. And, and, you know, that was the, the shocking thing about it. Daniel is, is that that wasn't the shocking part, you know, like of, of everything that I saw of everything that we experienced, that was probably the least shocking to me. And then, so what you're telling me is you go into the town and you're even more shocked. Yeah, you know, when people say that it's a humanitarian crisis, it it actually is, you know, and and look, here's the thing. The most humane thing we could do is secure our borders, because here's what we're creating here in Texas, in El Paso. You got to remember, it's the desert, right? And in the desert, people are being told, hey, go to America, go to America, right? But in the desert, it gets super cold in winter. And what you have is you have such an influx of migrants from Dominican Republic, Peru, El Salvador, you name it from South America, they're coming to the United States. And when they get here, there's no place for them to go. I mean, you would think $10 million would cover it, but it just doesn't. We had it to where we were reporting in the streets late at night, midnight, and you'd hear babies crying because they're sleeping between their parents on the concrete. Now, the disgusting thing about it, again, is, is that we should be securing our borders. We should not be creating these opportunities where people think that they should come to the United States and they get stuck in a humanitarian situation like that. And the people that I interviewed, Daniel, on the streets, they were telling me, I asked them, I said, why did you come to America? And they said, Rolexes, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, big houses. I'm like, you guys are so out of touch with the information that is being provided in your countries as far as what the American lifestyle is like, that you think that that's the normality here. Mm. You can't come here as a drywaller, which I, I bring that up because I spoke to a drywaller heading to Atlanta. You, know, you can't come here as a drywaller and expect to drive a Lamborghini or a Ferrari. This this just isn't reality. So, so who's, lot- who's telling these people this? Is this is this things that they're seeing on TV and that they're believing that is what life is like in America, or are they being told these things by people enticing them to come here? You know, Daniel, I I couldn't give you a direct answer on that. All I could assume is they're watching Miami Vice back at home. <laughs> and they're seeing that lifestyle and they're thinking that that is what America is like. I have no clue. But ultimately, what we should be doing is we should be educating these people that that is not necessarily what American lifestyle is. If you work hard and you build your own business, yes, that is an opportunity. That is an economic opportunity you can have in the United States. But it's not something that the average American lives. Well, here's this again, this piece here in the Washington Examiner, $10 million dollars spent just by the city of El Paso using federal funds to feed and house and bus migrants. You had the police called on you one night. Um, I was watching that particular video. That was kind of interesting because you couldn't talk much about it when you were doing that particular live stream. But there is a report on that now. And tell us what happened with that. Well, actually, I'm going to break it here, Daniel. So we actually, because of Christmas, we haven't broken the story, but I'm going to break it here for your listeners first. So essentially, we had heard from our insider. We we hired an insider who was taking us and showing us the routes that 
these illegal immigrants were taking, where they were holding up in caves, different things like that. And part of that was, as he said, hey, I'd heard rumors, just rumors, that there were people who came across the border with COVID-19 that were being put in hotels that were paid for by the city. Now, it's important to understand what Title 42 was. Title 42 was put in place by Donald Trump, and it was to protect the American people from infectious diseases. Now, it's important to note that it was supposed to expire last Thursday. However, it did not. They put a halt on it. So Title 42 is still in place, meaning we're not going to take any migrants or anybody into the United States. We have to protect our people, right? America first is kind of the policy there. What's unfortunate, Daniel, is even with Title 42 in place, what we found. So I actually broke a story with Rebel News USA, which was showing I went and I interviewed the person. She didn't realize I was recording because Texas is a one party consent state, meaning I can record. And as long as I know I'm recording, I'm free to do so. So I was asking this person saying, hey, I'm looking to get a hotel. But I had heard that there was covid cases in the area on this street. Is that the case here? And the woman said, yes. We're housing COVID cases. We're housing illegal immigrants that are coming here. She called them migrants. And she's like, so if that bothers you, this isn't the place to stay. So I was like, okay, let me talk to my counterpart. You know, I walked back up and I said, who's paying for this? And she said, the city of El Paso. I said, what happens? And she told me they are held for five days with COVID-19. Now, Daniel, you know, I had COVID and it lasted almost 30 days. And part of that is, is health attributes, you know, that, that go into effect. So I'm a bigger guy, you know, I drink alcohol from time to time and I smoke cigars. Those are all things that impact my health and I'm choosing to do so, but I know the consequences. What's happening to the people of El Paso, the taxpayers in El Paso and the taxpayers of the United States that are funding this bill is that they're bringing in migrants who have COVID and they're saying, oh, you tested positive. Let's go ahead and put you in this hotel for five days. So they stay in this hotel for five days, Daniel. And after five days, no matter what happens, they're let out on the streets of El Paso in the United States. They could still be COVID positive. Uh, and, and, and keep in mind, again, that these are illegal immigrants. And we're saying, have fun. Here you go. So Title 42 says that those people are supposed to be repelled at the border, supposed to be sent back. Says, nope, you've identified as COVID positive. We can't take you. We're supposed to keep you out of the country. But what I hear you saying is that they are being brought into the country. They're being taken to this hotel and their hotel is paid for. You said by the city of the city is obviously, according to this Washington Examiner article, is collecting federal funds. So I'm sure you're using federal funds to pay for it. But the federal funds then are being used to spend, uh, what, five dollars, five nights to pay for five yes. nights? Yes. Do they, they get any kind of medical treatment during those five nights? You know, I wasn't able to ascertain that information specifically, but I would imagine so. Look, here's the most egregious thing, Daniel, and I have to kind of segue a little bit for this to make sense to the the listeners and the viewers of this program. Keep in mind that all that's happening. I want to tell you about a gentleman I met who owns property in El Paso, Texas, named Joaquin. Joaquin is originally from Mexico. He migrated to the United States. He was living the American dream. He owns a house in New Mexico, and he decided, you know what? Part of the American dream is owning property, renting property, having residual income. So he bought a bunch of apartments right there on the border in El Paso. Right. So this gentleman, we were covering how easy it was to enter into the United States. And he flagged us down from across the highway. 
We went across the highway and he said, I want to show you my house. I want to show you my property. He took us inside. Before we even got inside, there was a thousand pieces of clothes and garbage scattered throughout his property. He took us inside and it was like a hoarder's paradise, Daniel. There was garbage. There was dirty, wet clothing from crossing the Rio Grande. I mean, his house was wrecked and there was even stickers on the house, essentially condemning it, condemning this man's property, broken windows, everything, you name it. So what happens is, is these coyotes, these drug cartels will actually bring these people across the United States border, break into this man's property, put them in there for the night and then move them along. Now, the most egregious, disgusting thing in bringing it full circle is that, again, the city of El Paso is paying for those illegal immigrants who have COVID and different scenarios like that, busing them different places. But they're finding Joaquin. They told Joaquin, based off of a situation that they created by allowing these illegal immigrants to enter into the United States through El Paso and ruin his property, they started fining him for his property, saying, your property's wrecked. We need you to fix the doors. We need you to fix the windows. I mean, we went back at night and the doors were kicked in. We didn't enter into the property because it's very dangerous. And I'll tell you, we probably wouldn't have been as emboldened as we were if Border Patrol wasn't right across the highway, kind of apprehending people or discouraging them from entering through that area. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this man's life is ruined. And he's being fined by the city of El Paso. He's paying to have to go to the dump multiple times because of a problem that they created by giving this $10 million away. I mean, so it's absolutely it's, insane. They've, they've basically let the border be wide open. People are pouring across the border, coming and using his house without his permission, trashing it. And they're finding him for the trashed house. I, exactly, Daniel. That is exactly accurate. Wow. So, you know, that's happening on the border. And those of us who are in the other states that are not border states, we, we look at that and we go, well, how could that be? And maybe just an isolated incident here and there. And yet I imagine it's not an isolated incident. No, Daniel, if I could give a viewer warning, if something, you know, with this specific portion I'm going to talk about, I'm going to tell people, if you have a sensitive stomach, tune out. Because this is something that most people, if you live in Idaho, you don't understand. You live in any other state, you don't understand unless you are on the border. But it's important that people understand this. So I do want to go ahead and discuss it. You know, one of the things that really shocked me to my core and, and may have even caused a little bit of PTSD is finding out that children were being trafficked through the United States. Now, we know that 30% of the children who cross the United States border are not with family or anybody that we know. And we know of those people, 70% go missing and we never find them again. Cut time out. Reiterate that. 70? Yeah. You said 30% of the children coming across the border are with people who are not their flesh and blood families. The children say, I don't know who this person is. They say that they know my Aunt Maria. And of those 70%. Now, you have to keep in mind, Daniel, this is just the ones that we apprehend. Right. So the number is actually substantially higher than that. Sure. But this is a factual number that I can give you, data that I can back up. So just again, 30% of the children coming across the border are coming across with adults who are not their flesh and blood parents. And 70% of that 30% end up going missing. We don't know who, where they go. No. And I talked to an expert on the border and I, I try not to get choked up at this, but I have four young kids, right? 
what I asked this person is, as I said, what's going on with this? You know, what's happening? Because when you walk the streets of El Paso, you'll see some young boys, but you'll mostly see babies, lots of young babies. And it's because those don't entice traffickers. But what happens is, is that these families agree when they are crossing the border that they will give their children away. And that may not be the case for all, but this is what my expert told me. These families agree that they'll give their children away to get into the United States to get their Lamborghinis, their Ferraris, you know, and and, and this lifestyle that they've been sold. And what happens is, is people, oftentimes pedophiles have a list of children that they want. You know, maybe I want a blonde haired blue eyed girl from Argentina. That's not a hard you know, fix. There's a lot of, you know, light skinned people over there. And then maybe I want, you know, brown hair, blue eye or brown hair, brown eyed kid from, you know, this area. But what happens is, is these traffickers and these drug cartels come up to these families when they get close to the border and say, we're taking that kid, that kid, that kid. And then those kids go missing completely. We don't know where they're at. We don't know what's happened to them, but we can't assume that these children are going to families that just want additional kids that want to take them to Disneyland. No, no, this is, this is horrific. It's a humanitarian crisis. I mean, absolutely. And like I said, the most humane thing we could do is build a border that deflects people from trying to come here. We need to take it serious so that they are not enticed to give away their children or have their children kidnapped and have these children sex trafficked in the United States and elsewhere. Yeah. And so this is very important because there are so many people who we could call bleeding hearts who don't understand this, who think that the children coming across the border that they see on CNN are with their parents, that all of the kids that we see are with their parents, and they just want a safer place to be, right? That's what's being sold us on legacy media. But you're telling me a very different story. This is something that you've seen with your own eyes. You've heard it from the people who are involved. This is what's happening. Child trafficking, kids being abducted and then disappeared. Yeah. And look, Daniel, it may have been in the past that it was more prevalent for children to just be taken from families to be used for the DACA program so that people could get across the border and say, this is my children. But that's not the case now. Look, I saw our... United States military, right? The Texas Reserve telling people from across, you know, the the Rio Grande, which you could cross with rocks, by the way, saying it is illegal to cross here, walk a quarter of a mile down and cross the bridge. They are processing these people in. The Biden administration knows full well what they are doing. And there's a lot of concern as well, Daniel, with why are we letting these people in? And would you like to hear my theory? Sure. Okay. Why are we letting these people in? You have to think about origin. And and this isn't my theory, actually, to be fair. This was uh, Anthony, uh, who was our border specialist, who was with us taking us on these. We said, why do you think they're letting these people in? And his answer was, where do you think they're coming from? And they're coming from fascist regimes where you do what the government says or you get shot and killed. Right. And then they're being enticed with the United States. You have all these opportunities. Right. And even if they don't hit all those opportunities that they hope, they're still going to have a phenomenal life. Now, his theory is, is that they're bringing these people in because these people, unlike Americans, we are conditioned to where we will fight for our constitutional rights. You try and take our guns, we're going to fight and we're going to combat. But these people are so conditioned governmentally that if the government hires them and Los Angeles and California is hiring illegal immigrants as law enforcement, They're going to go to the doors and they're going to take your guns. 
They're going to do whatever they're told because my goodness, this is the dream life in comparison. And they don't know any different. They don't know that we have these constitutional rights. So if you want to invade a country and take away the people's rights, the best way to do it is with people who know, fall in line with what the government says, and you'll survive. So they're really bringing in an entire army of future employees who will do what the government tells them. And then actually vote Democrat. Absolutely. So again, that's, that's once I heard that theory, I was like, that makes the most sense out of anything I ever, ever heard. Why else? When we're bringing in a million people to the United States every year, legally, we are doing our part. We are saying apply, do the right thing. We will bring you in. Mm -hmm. But then we're also allowing in tens of thousands of people to illegally cross the border every day. And for what purpose, to what end? Well, something else that is very interesting is you had shown a video of the border fence, that there was a huge um, hole where people could crawl through and not even have to go through the river. They could just uh, walk along the edge and walk over to a bridge and and get across without even having to get wet. Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't matter. Even if you look, I'm a big guy. I could crawl through it. You just have to get on your hands and knees. They've cut out a whole area where you can just get on your hands and knees, cut across, and then you just walk along the waterline. There's actually a full footing area and they've cut the fencing. And then you cross the highway, you're at Joaquin's property. Wow. Now, if that's on it, I don't know if you saw the video that I also posted where they've made ladders as well. These ladders cost less than 50 cents to make. It's rebar that's a hook. And it's these little square ladders. You climb up them once you get to the top. You pull it over, you flip it on the other side, hang it. You're in the United States. There was at least 20 to 30 of these ladders that Border Patrol has said, okay, we're going to just throw them on the United States side. But they're just sitting there. So if you can get across as an illegal immigrant, all you got to do is toss them back over. Right. Hook them back over, somebody will get them. Sure. And and it was ingenious. I mean, <laughs> you got this fence, okay? So how do you get over it? You, little rebar that's... L-shaped. It's actually it's kind of U-shaped at the end. It hooks right over the top and you climb up. It's amazing how easy it is to cross using the fence. Yeah. These little ladders. It's, you know, and what's interesting is right across away from there, and I'm not going to show it on video uh, for safety purposes, but there is a house run by one of the big cartels, which is a staging area for these illegal immigrants. Mm. And It's where they get them prepped to cross to the United States. Again, this may be where children go missing. I don't know. But, you know, the things that we saw, the horrific things that we saw were just shocking. I mean, you know that there's a rape tree in Arizona. I'm sure you've heard of that near you. Yes. There's one. in. So, By the way, for our our viewers who might not know what that is, could you tactfully explain that for us? So. Oftentimes in the desert, when there's no city around, what happens is is coyotes or the cartels will help people cross the border and you're stuck out in the desert. And what happens is, is these cartels or these coyotes say, you, 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 all these women or little girls come with me and they rape these children. They rape these women and then they take their undergarments as a prize and hang them in the tree. And the disgusting thing is, is you can see that these are Young, young children, Daniel, not just women, young little girls that are that are having these crimes committed against them. The best and most humane thing we could do as as a country 
is deter this from happening. As long as there's opportunity for people to come here thinking they're going to get that Lamborghini lifestyle, they will continue to come. And the only way that we can stop this is to secure the border. Unfortunately, we've got an administration who, as you say, wants the uh, the labor who's going to do what they tell them to do, and they want the voters. I had heard years ago that 70% of all people crossing the border illegally will vote Democrat. And I thought that was the main motivation for doing for the, the left wing people wanting to allow illegal immigrants in because it's like free voting registrations. But you had a, an extra component to that to say they get employed by the governments as police officers, and they're going to do whatever the government tells them to do. Hadn't thought about it from that angle. That is quite in- insightful and downright scary when you think about it. So I think you're absolutely right. We need to secure the border. And the only way that's going to happen is if we have a strong conservative president back in the White House. It's interesting, Josh, that because there is U.S. code that is very well spelled out as to how a person is to enter this country. And that if you enter the country, not through a port of entry, through an agreed upon method, if you're entering illegally, then there is a fine and or jail time. And then if you do it more than once, that like doubles. And they just ignore all of that. Mm -hmm. We have an executive branch right now that is ignoring law that they are sworn to execute and uphold. And so it is really multiple crimes happening here. We have an executive branch that is ignoring U.S. code. And then we have other people coming in and committing more crimes even as we go. So um, for those of who don't know, if you're just joining us, we are talking with Josh Gibbons, who happens to be the host of Uncancelable with Josh Gibbons, runs the uh, What's Happening podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about, again, how we can find your podcast online. Yeah, you know, our shows are better than just our audio experience. So I will always direct people to Rumble. Look, we are on YouTube as well. But of course, we're going to get canceled on there eventually, because when you speak truth to, you know, to life, you know, it becomes power that the left doesn't want to have. So if you go to Rumble, you can look us up by going to What's Happening in America. We have a full lineup of shows, but Uncancelable is more of our our edgy show, if you will, where, where we're going to make fun of this stuff and we're going to have those real conversations. That was Josh Gibbons talking about his trip to El Paso a few weeks ago with Rebel News to expose what's really going on at the border If you would like to watch this interview, I have it recorded that way, and I've included a lot of footage from Josh's work there in El Paso, so you can see what he was experiencing and describing. Just visit keeptherepublic.us to find it. And while you're there, go ahead and add your name to our emailing list, and as a bonus, you're going to get a free PDF copy of my latest book, Love Like Jesus, as a thank you. Once again, it's keeptherepublic.us. Well, that's all we have time for this week. I want to wish you a very happy new year. The work before us to save this republic might seem overwhelming, but all things are possible with God. Please pray about how you might get involved. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski, and I will catch you next week here on Keep the Republic. Until then, happy new year and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic. If you'd like to support this broadcast and fund Christian conservative candidates, 
visit conservativesof.com. And for your real estate needs, connect with Carmen Glancy with Homes of Idaho. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.